Let's dive into our first story of the hour. You've likely become aware this week of brand new restrictions on reproductive freedom in Texas. Well, this morning on Detroit Today, Melissa Murray, a professor of law at New York University, joined Stephen Henderson to discuss the complex and precedent-breaking law and the likelihood that many more states could follow Texas in passing similar laws preventing women from obtaining health care. Now, on Culture Shift, we're going to focus on how one religious, cultural, and activist group with deep connections to the city what they are doing to fight for reproductive rights and to have this conversation. I'm joined right now by Culture Shifts, Amanda LeClaire. Yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, yes, this has been a very shattering week for many, many women, non-binary folks, basically anyone with a uterus. Uh, Texas lawmakers have done what reproductive rights advocates have long feared, passed a severely restrictive anti-abortion law that the Supreme Court has ruled not to act on. Uh, so where does that leave the state of reproductive rights nationwide and in Texas? Uh, well, one group is bringing a unique strategy to help those who need abortion access, and that is the Satanic Temple. Uh, joining us on the show is Lucian Graves. He is a Detroit native and co-founder and spokesman for uh, the TST. Welcome to Culture Shift, Lucian. Happy to be here. Thank you. So for folks who aren't aware of the kind of work, the political advocacy that the Satanic Temple does, I uh, introduce us to it. Go into why the TST, uh, as a non-theistic religious group, is interested in, in reproductive rights in the U.S.? Well, we have our deeply held beliefs, and part of those deeply held beliefs include bodily autonomy. Uh, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone is one of our central tenets. And we also consider science the arbiter of truth claims. And to us, uh, an individual and distinct human life isn't defined by cardiac activity or other uh, goalpost shifting that sometimes the theocrats do to try to protect non-viable fetuses, but higher cognitive function and being viable, being able to live outside of the womb, are, are what we consider markers of uh, an individual and distinct human life. Um, and to that end, you know, we feel that this is a philosophical dispute and the state uh, government authorities have no place in dictating our beliefs to us. And we believe that it is up to the person who is pregnant, whether they want to carry fetal tissue to term or not. And we've sacralized and ritualized the abortion process to the point that we feel it falls under the umbrella of religious freedom. The government has no place in dictating to us uh, how we how we exercise this practice. And, uh, and to that end, we're willing to fight to be able to ensure that our members are still able to receive abortions, even in places like Texas. Uh, this is not the first time that uh, the Satanic Temple, which has a very robust uh, political arm, uh, has has filed a lawsuit uh, against laws that were going into place in Texas, even began earlier this year. Other states as well uh, that are uh, restricting access to abortions. Uh, kind of go into what you guys have been doing in the past and how that has led up to this new announcement. Well, we're not treated the same in courtrooms as other religious organizations are, even though a federal court upheld that we are a legitimate uh, religious organization by any measure uh, we're recognized by the IRS as a tax-exempt religious organization. 
However, we brought two lawsuits against superfluous non-medical government interventions into abortion in Missouri. And there, we didn't exactly lose on the question of the law, but throughout the entire process of appeals, everything got rejected on highly technical grounds that seemed to be really stretching the limits of trying to find ways to not uh, rule upon the actual points of fact that we were bringing to legal attention. Now we have a lawsuit in process already in Texas where we're demanding that they recognize that we have a specific process in place for when membership wish to receive an abortion and any non-medical interventions don't, uh, uh, don't apply. And those are, are an effort to abridge our religious freedom. That's in process right now. Also, just the other day, actually September 1st, when the most restrictive laws in Texas took effect, uh, we had delivered a letter to the FDA demanding that we should have unregulated access to abortifacients, abortion pharmaceuticals, to distribute to membership in need of those. And there, of course, people get nervous about the medical implications of a non-medical body uh, essentially prescribing abortion drugs. But in fact, we would have our membership go to a licensed registered medical health professional and have themselves checked for contraindications as to whether it's safe for them or not to take uh, these ab abortion pharmaceuticals. And then as long as that checks out, we would distribute it to them. So I think what's been happening is that as the theocrats, the, the evangelical nationalists, have been pushing more and more to restrict abortion at the same time simultaneously, they've been trying to offer a carte blanche to religious organizations and religious liberty. And that's now what we have to take advantage of. And I think that's carved out maybe the final niche to keep reproductive rights in defense. I mean, it is a very, a very interesting, very unique way of going about this that I, I, I don't see anyone else in particular doing or able to do at this point. Um, so let's go. I want to go into why, why your letter to the FDA, this lawsuit, what it's based off. It is based off of precedent, and that's the Religious Freedom Restoration Act uh, that was passed a number of decades ago. Uh, can you go into that and what it allows religious organizations to to do? Well, it's funny, when we use the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, people often act as though we're exploiting some kind of religious liberty loophole, where in reality, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act was meant to protect groups exactly like us, minority religious groups. And originally, the question was whether a group could use a uh, class one narcotic uh, as part of a religious sacrament. And in this case, it was Native Americans using peyote. And the Religious Freedom Restoration Act was formed to protect their usage of, of peyote rights. And to that end, we feel that that sets a very solid precedent in defense of us being able to use any type of pharmaceutical intervention for something that we have ritualized and sacralized and we think it would be a really uphill battle for, uh, for, for government lawyers to say otherwise. It, it doesn't mean that they won't prevail in court even on bad arguments, because like I've said, we see that we've been treated very differently in the courts. But I do think we have a very strong case to make here. And 
it's possible that the FDA could even come back to us and say that our demand has been, uh, uh, our our request for the uh, unregulated access has been granted without the legal dispute, though I doubt it. Uh, Lucien, before we let you go, I got to get into the, um, well, I'd like to get into the abortion ritual you mentioned, because this uh, came about or was announced by you guys that, that this had been created uh, about a little over a year ago or so, I believe. Uh, and you call it a ceremonial affirmation of self-worth and bodily autonomy. Uh, so so people who want to become members of the Satanic Temple and um, be take part of this ritual uh, also have to you know subscribe to certain tenants that you guys have. You have seven tenants of the Satanic Temple. Could you go into what the ritual is? What is that affirmation that you're talking about? And what are those tenants? Well, yeah, we have seven central tenants, but I think the first concern people have when they hear that we have an abortion ritual is the idea that we're making abortion compulsory or otherwise uh, preferencing abortion over live birth. And that's not the case. Uh, The abortion ritual is something in place in recognition of the fact that abortion is healthcare, people often need abortion, and especially in this environment now, where there's really strong efforts to instill shame in people over having to get an abortion or the, or trying to talk them out of the decision they make, we felt that it was important to set up a, uh, a supportive environment where essentially it's ritualized in a way where prior to the abortion itself, we have a type of religious counseling session and the abortion takes place and then there's an exit session. And what those sessions do is they affirm that this was a decision made uh, with deference to our tenants, the best available scientific evidence, the, the will of the person who's carrying the child or the fetal tissue, and, and that this was uh, in that this is something their religious community fully understands and accepts. So I think that's that's the most important part people should realize. I don't know if you want me to go through the seven tenets point by point, but essentially, insofar as the abortion ritual is concerned, that's that's the whole premise. Okay, so last question here. As this, is it a letter or a lawsuit to the FDA right now? It's just a letter to the FDA right now because we haven't been denied anything. We're only We're only now demanding that our access to the abortion pharmaceuticals be unregulated. Um, If we do not hear back from the FDA and our lawyers have decided that 60 days is the kind of time marker for that, we gave them a 60 day time frame in which to either, uh, either grant us this request or, or not. And if we don't hear from them, we'll consider that, that, that our request hasn't been granted. And then we'll move into a lawsuit. Uh, any other uh, planned lawsuits or actions concerning the uh, the uh, anti-abortion ban in Texas? Well, like I said, we still have a, a lawsuit in process regarding our abortion ritual in Texas that has been playing out, and also we we're just uh, we're just putting the word out regarding Texas's heartbeat bill, which says that uh, no abortions can be performed after cardiac activity is uh, is detected in the fetus. We're claiming exemption from that as well. In anybody in Texas within the first 24 weeks of pregnancy 
who's looking to terminate that pregnancy and they're a member of the Satanic Temple should reach out to us. We are fully willing to aid and abet. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lucian Greaves, the Satanic Temple, ground making groundbreaking moves in religious freedoms here in the U.S. Uh, Lucian, for people who want more information about who you guys are and your political advocacy, where should they go? Where should they go? Please check out the satanictemple.com and you can see in our drop down menu that there's a whole list of campaigns and there's a whole segment there about our reproductive rights in particular. All right. Thank you so much. That was Lucian Greaves, Detroit native and co-founder and spokesman for the Satanic Temple. You are listening to Culture Shift on 1019 WDET.